Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Inchkin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BDNTRIK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. We're here to recap your Monday on the diamond and get you ready for Tuesday's massive slate of action, 15 full games, to get you going 14 in the evening. That will be a blast. But let's recap your action from Monday. Some news and notes for you. Blake Snell, uh, now we know why he left Sunday's game early. We had an idea, but now we don't know why for sure. He was hitting the ankle with a line drive on, uh, in the seventh inning. Swelling happened rapidly. X-rays were negative, but there is that, that swelling to deal with. Blake Snell is now day-to-day. He was dealing in that game. Strikeouts galore. looked great. Nick Pollock had a great breakdown of uh, some of his pitching on the Vigilist site and the Twitch, so go check that out. But Blake Snell, day-to-day, hopefully does not miss his next start. No broken bones as of now. No fractures, so we shall see. The Angels signed Daniel Murphy. Yes, that Daniel Murphy to a minor league deal. Murphy was playing in the independent league over in New York. So we'll see how Daniel Murphy uh, plays into this Angels situation. Ryan Helsley of the St. Louis Cardinals was placed on the IL with four with a forearm strain. Never good. Never good at all. Retroactive to the 10th. Uh, Jake Woodford was recalled from the minor leagues. Woodford will add some bullpen depth to the Cardinals. And Giovanni Gallegos will slide in to the closing duties. He's already gotten a, a, his fair share of saves on the season. But now Gallegos will be the lone man in the back end of that Cardinals bullpen. The New York Mets signed Luke Voigt to a minor league deal. It's pretty funny if Voigt comes up, him and um, Vogelbach could be the lefty-righty combo at DH, and that's just the perfect fitting image of two guys, like the Spider-Man meme almost with those two. Uh, the Royals, they called up big-time prospect Darren Blanco from AAA. Blanco's hitting 347 with three home runs and a major, a minor league leading 47 stolen bases. Insane stuff there from Blanco. He's walking 10.6% of the time for a 440 OBP in AAA with a 16.8% strikeout rate. Uh, Jackie Bradley was designated for assignment to make room for Blanco on the Royals roster. Tigers activated Matt Veerling from the IL and sent Nick Solak back to AAA. Veerling was swinging a pretty decent stick or starting to heat up at least before he hit the IL. Much needed depth to that Tigers system. The D-backs, they activated Carson Kelly from the 60-day IL after he had a broken arm earlier this season. He started and hit seventh for the D-backs. Didn't do too much in his uh, return to the lineup, but adds some depth. And the fact he started his first game back makes you wonder how the Gabriel Moreno um Kelly situation is going to go in Arizona. It was, felt like it was close to 50-50 before Kelly went on the IL. So now uh, we'll have, might go back to that situation, which will definitely, obviously, lower Moreno's fantasy appeal. John Gray, he's scratched from his Tuesday start with a blister. They're saying it's precautionary. They don't want it to get worse. He probably could have pitched through it, say it was a playoff situation or whatnot. But Gray will get uh, miss his start this Tuesday, maybe pitch towards the end of the week. If not, he'll be there at the beginning of the following week. 
Josh Fleming, he's on the IL, and uh, it was like speculated that it was a minor injury, minor forearm situation, nothing too crazy. But the recent MRI on Fleming's arm appeared much, much worse, and now he's going to see a specialist. Uh, Fleming even said there might be ligament damage that could lead to Tommy John surgery. So we'll wait and see, but this is just another Tampa Bay Ray pitcher that might be going under the knife, which is just a crazy trend of things going on there in Tampa Bay. Trevor Story, he's throwing from 120 feet as he works his way back from the IL much sooner than expected. When Story, when the Story news dropped, when the Story dropped in uh, the preseason, there was expectations that Story probably wouldn't even play this season, if not late, late in the season. But was progressing so well that he might come back early in DH somewhere to, to Bryce Harper. And then um, he could come back to the field at some point later in the season with the way he's already throwing the ball, which they could use since their shortstop that was supposed to take over for story. Alberto Mondesi is nowhere to be found anytime soon. Still no time stables for story to return, but it, it's very promising seeing the the uh, the work he's putting in. And he didn't have the full Tommy John surgery like Harper and company. He has had like the, the brace put in, which is almost like a half amount of time, three quarters of a rehab situation. So story coming back very, very soon will be great for fantasy managers and the Boston Red Sox. Some hitting highlights from your Monday on the Diamond Shohei Otani. Two for four, two home runs, two runs scored, four RBIs and a walk. One of Shohei's home runs to center field was just ridiculous. The bat flip was glorious. Uh, Shohei's a beast, absolute beast. There was already rumors swirling around and some uh, beat beat reporters talking about um, some – they might kind of start limiting and, and setting back Shohei starts on the mound because he's like tired or overworked. I can't remember the exact phrasing behind it, but they're kind of worried about that situation because his, his last few starts have not been the, the dominant Shohei of old, but the bat is still great, and that should not stop at all as Shohei's now hitting 291 on the season with 20 home runs, nine stolen bases, and a 302 ISO, which is ridiculous. Michael Harris the second. Many were starting to give up him, on him in fantasy circles. He might be coming back to life, folks. Harris went three for four with a home run, two runs scored, an RBI, and a stolen base on Monday. Over the last six games, Harris has two doubles, two home runs, four runs scored, four RBIs, and a stolen base. He still has hit at the bottom of the Atlanta order. I don't see that changing anytime soon, but Harris might be getting things figured out at the dish, which would be big for the Bravos as well as fantasy managers around. Ezekiel Durant just keeps doing it. I remember there was rumors like people were speculating when Seager was coming back and some other guys in the Rangers that where's Durant going to play? How's it going to work with Tavares and Grossman? Well, they're making it work because they want to keep winning baseball games. Durant went one for three with a home run, a run scored, and three RBIs on Monday. And Durant's now hitting 310 with eight homers and three stolen bases. It's hard to bench that, folks. He can play all over the infield. He can play the outfield. He's going to be in that lineup more often than not. So good on Ezekiel Durant. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters Box at PitcherList.com. Some pitching highlights from your Monday on the Diamond. James Paxton just continues to get it going. Six innings, no runs, four hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. Pretty dominant stuff. Second inning, he struck out the side. Uh, Paxton had 16 whiffs, 33% CSW against the Colorado Rockies on only 98 pitches. Paxton now has five of six starts, going at least five innings, two run runs or less, and he has 39 Ks in 29 innings pitched this season. He said that one rough outing, his third outing of the season in Anaheim. Other than that, Paxton has been ridiculously good, looking like the Paxton of old. We're all crossing our fingers. He can stay healthy and give us a full season of this James Paxton. Chucky Morton, Charlie Morton, just continues to be that guy. Five and two-thirds shutout innings, 
four hits, three walks, and eight Ks for Morton. The dude is ridiculous. The strikeouts he gets. He had 17 lifts, 35% CSW on 104 pitches against the Detroit Tigers. The Braves went on to uh, blow the game, uh, the win for Morton, but otherwise he pitched great. Morton now has 85 strikeouts on the season and 75 innings pitched. This is a guy that was getting you close to 200, over 200 innings like perennially. He's on his way to another like 170 to 80 innings pitched at least this year. He's he's got a good chance at 200 more strikeouts again. Charlie Morton is just a beast. He's just the ageless wonder that keeps on ticking, and it's an absolutely beautiful thing. Each year in fantasy drafts, he just falls down the ADP, and he's a gift to somebody each and every time. Uh, Logan Webb had a rough outing his last time out, snapped an eight-game quality start streak. Well, that streak starts over again on Monday as Logan Webb threw seven innings, three earned, seven hits, no walks, and six strikeouts against the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, he had two run home. He had a solo homer to DeYoung and a two run homer to Goldie. Other than that, he was great. Seven lifts, thirty two percent CSW on eighty eight pitches. He had the ground balls working. He's been super effective this season. Like I said, that's now nine quality starts in his last ten. Webb's got an ERA like three one five on the season. He has been the ace of the Giants in a big big way, and he looks great on the mound. There's certain games where he's really striking guys out. There's other games where he's just getting so many ground balls. He's been awesome. The Giants' defense has been better than expected. It's helping Webb behind him, and they actually scored runs for him tonight. So he got the W, which has been a thing that has hidden has been kind of hitting hiding from him for most of the season. So good for Logan Webb. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Some interesting relief pitching highlights and notes from Monday. Alexis Diaz got the day off again for the Reds as he's been working a ton for Cincinnati. So insert Ricky Karcher making his MLB debut. He picked up the save in his first ever appearance. That's some pretty impressive stuff. It was a shutout inning, no hits, one walk, no Ks. Looked really good. It was, uh, it, was it was good to see there for Mr. Uh, Mr. Karcher, and we'll see where this goes with the Reds. Diaz is still the dude, but uh, it gives the, the Reds another back-end arm there as they keep playing some really good ball with Ellie the Deadly Cruising Company making some noise for the Red Legs. Ken Waldachuk, yes, that Ken Waldachuk that used to be batting practice pitching as a starter. He's been in the bullpen now for the A's. He picked up the three-inning save, his first of the season. might be his first of his career, actually, on Monday night against the Tampa Bay Rays. Six strong innings from Caprillion, or not Caprillion. um, I was totally blanked on who started. Six strong innings by the starter, then three by Waldachuk. Great stuff there. He allowed zero runs while striking out five Tampa Bay Rays over those three innings of work. And don't look now. The Oakland Athletics have won six straight games. They have their uh, organized uh, protest game on Tuesday where they've sold like I think 23,000 tickets or something, which for A standards, that's a lot of seats getting filled up there. They're all wearing shirts and stuff. It's going to be an interesting, fun game to watch on Tuesday night. The fact that they're winning and that they're out there protesting the way the team's getting treated and all the movement stuff should be a fun one in Oakland. And then the last game of the night, the Diamondbacks, weird one here as well. Uh, I talked about Scott McGuff picking up his save on Sunday and how it's been McGuff's been pitching great, got the save. Chafin's been doing his thing. Miguel Castro was nowhere to be found last week, which is really, really strange. Well, Miguel Castro got to come in and go for the save on Monday night. He picked up the save, but it was ugly. He gave up a run, and then he gave up a two-run bomb that just went foul for Cody Clemens. That would have blown the save. Instead, he got Clemens out on the next pitch. Castro picked up his seventh save, but it was very, very shaky. It makes you wonder if it's still Scott McGuff's turn to take over the right-handed duties while Chafin takes over the left-handed duties in the back end of that Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. 
for more information on relievers and, and such, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com. All right, before we take a look at Tuesday's action on the dial, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrigan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Let's talk some DFS on Tuesday. And we have a 14-game slate for you starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. There's going to be a ton of ways to build your lineups and target things on the slate. But for the hitting side of things, I'm going right back to Philadelphia against Zach Davies. The Phillies offense is heating up in a big way, so I'm a, I'm a fan of what we're seeing there. And then uh, Kansas City-Cincinnati can be another game stack for you. Kansas City going up against the lefty Williamson and uh, Cincinnati going up against Jordan Lyles. So that could be a fun one as well. And then Angels-Texas was a barn burner on Monday. We're going right back there again. The Angels going up against Bradford as uh, John Gray got his scratch start. Uh, he got his start scratched, so we like the Angels in that one. Bradford in a bullpen game. And then on the other side, Texas going up with Jaime Barria, who's been good, but this Texas offense is just unstoppable. So I look for that. And Simeon was a dud on Monday night. Don't expect that two nights in a row. So that should be something to keep in mind as you're building your DFS lineups. On the mound, lots of ways to go as well. But the kind of guys I'm looking to target here, Corbin Burns, he's looked really good his last three starts. Uh, he's been a guy that's talked about the pitch clock, really messed with them early. It took him a while to develop. Well, strikeouts have been there, seven or more Ks. I believe in four of his last five. His last three starts, he's looked like the ace of old. I don't know if he'll get to be the full ace of old for the rest of the season, but he's going to be very, very formidable. And he goes up against a Twins team that's striking out nearly 32% of the time for right-handed pitching over the last two week, or three weeks. So Burns is a guy I'm looking to target there. Joe Musgrove going up against Cleveland. Cleveland does not strike out a ton, but Musgrove, you know, he had the broken toe in spring training, so he kind of, when he came back, it was more of a ramp-up thing. His first three starts were not great. His last three have been the Joe Musgrove of old. He's been outstanding in the last three starts. I look for that to continue against the Cleveland Guardians. And then if you're looking for some value on the mound, Yanni Chirinos going to get those Oakland Athletics. Yes, the pesky A's. The one thing I'll say about the A's, they don't light up your starters very often. The way they're winning right now is really good pitching, and they're piecing together runs. Like they've had some, they've had some big offensive games. Don't get me wrong, but they've had a lot of close games, like four to three on Monday. They had some two to one games in Milwaukee. Uh, I think Yanni Chirinos, who made the spot start, went five and two thirds, and his last outing was very strong. He could put together probably five solid innings against the Oakland Athletics as well. Things I'm looking forward to on this monster Tuesday slate of action. There's a few games. Cobb versus Flaherty, Giants, Cardinals. This is like a playoff preview, potentially. The Giants are playing that good. Yes, I went there. They can be a wild card team. And the Cardinals, like no one wants to win the Central right now, so they could face each other in a wild card for all we know. 
But but uh, Cobb's been such a, a boomer bust pitcher, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. He left his start with a hip injury in his last time out, so who knows how healthy he is. And then you have Jack Flaherty, who's starting to look like Jack Flaherty. He's getting strikeouts now, giving you about six innings to start. Kind of curious to see how that one pans out. Spencer Strider, looking for a bounce back. Last few starts have not been good. The last start was really rough. I want to see if he can bounce back on Tuesday for us. Uh, Mad Max going to play the New York Yankees in uh, in Queens on um, Tuesday nights against Severino. Severino's been a bomb. Velocity's down. But Scherzer going against the Yankees. Very much excited about that. Mention Musgrove. I want to see the Tanner Bybee versus Musgrove action. I'm a big Tanner Bybee guy. We know that. He has not been the dominant, dominant guy we've been hoping for for a while, but I still like what we're seeing. So Bybee versus Musgrove is a fun one. And last but not least, Miami, Seattle. Uh, Edward Cabrera left his last start. He was dealing with left with a blister. There's really been no reports about it, and he's scheduled to start on Tuesday. So apparently he's good to go. This will be something to monitor because he's been very, very good, especially limiting the walks of late. Going up against Kirby, you want to talk about limiting walks. That's what Kirby does. So Cabrera versus Kirby should be a fun one as well. That'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Make sure y'all check out PitcherList.com. All the great articles, all the great tools, and much more. And you can get a lot of that with PL Plus and PL Pro, including the awesome Discord. So go check that out at PitcherList.com. PL Plus, PL Pro. You will not regret it. But that'll do it. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap Tuesday and preview Wednesday. But this was your first pitch podcast, Tuesday, June 13th edition. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.